you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Hi, this is the bad boy, Joey Janelle, and you're listening to the Going In Raw podcast. Joey Janelle always goes in. This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to Going In Raw. Hey everyone, Kenny Omega here. In case you didn't know, we have an awesome kick butt show called Stephen Larson's Going In Raw, and they're going to be supporting AEW every week amongst many other things. Goodbye and smooch. Good night. Bye bang. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Taped live at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. We even did our live reactions. At, for, like, we could try to do these every week. I think that we had a good time. Uh, I was able to do my Steve notes, uh, which are available right now. If you're a Twitch sub, if you're a YouTube channel member, or if you're a Patreon, a patron, they're on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Uh, we had a really good time. We saw the uh, the reappearance, the return, if you will, of Sammy Guevara Larson. Uh, what did you think of AEW tonight? Uh, I thought the first hour especially was fantastic. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we saw Eddie Kingston challenge uh, for the TNT Championship. Um, we saw a really great false count anywhere match between the Young Bucks and Butcher of the Blade. Uh, second hour was still good. I just felt like the first hour was 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 basically almost a perfect hour of wrestling. They started. Um, they started out pretty hot with that uh, Cody uh, Eddie Kingston match. I don't know what you'd rather do. Like, I, yeah, I, I feel you. I do think we talked about this a little bit before we started rolling here for the podcast. Like, it feels like you just take the entire second hour, put it there in the first hour. Take the entire first hour, starting from you know at the six o'clock Pacific hour. You have Cody versus Eddie Kingston in that great death match, that no DQ match rather. You put that just to kick off the second hour and I, and then the main event with the uh with the young bucks. So I don't mind I don't mind the Cody Eddie match kicking off the show because that's a match that gets you into the show and gets you hyped for it. Yeah, but the inner circle um, Jurassic the main Express event, would have done that too, I think. I feel like if you would have had that yeah, that that match was kind of slow. I feel like if you had that match kick off the second hour uh Jericho or inner circle versus Jurassic Express, then you get the star power of Jericho kicking off that second hour. You have Young Bucks butcher the blade main event. Um and you still have Eddie and Cody open the show, it really sucks you in. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the the Inner Circle Jurassic Express match, you got Jericho. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of gr- really talented people in that match. Just the match itself kind of, I don't know. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't really. It did, I didn't connect with it that much. It was just really hard. To, if, if, they, if they didn't have two really, really fun matches already, like that Young Bucks, Butcher, and the Blade, that honestly like felt like a pay-per-view match. Like that, if they had built up Butcher and the Blade more, that could have been like your, uh, yeah. at the very least, a fight for the Fallen match. Maybe even like a uh, revolution. Gonna, yeah, like a revolution. I'm not going to say like all out or double or nothing, but yeah, it could have been a pay per view match. That was really spectacular, especially the it was spot really at good. the end. It um, was really good. Yeah, no, I thought it was solid. I, I agree with what you said. I think that, uh, you know, match placement was one thing. I think that 
that Kingston, you know, the debut of Eddie Kingston as well. I hope he stays around in AEW. He's fantastic. Uh, that was really cool. No, I thought there was a lot to like from AEW tonight. Uh, and uh, but yeah, the big sort of the big thing and big reveal. Maybe that's why they kept it that that match for the end was, of course, the reveal of Sammy Guevara. He's back from his sensitivity training. Um, his suspension, yes. Yeah. Did they actually technically call it a suspension? I thought it was mm-hmm. just a, we're sending mm-hmm. him to because uh, I know Jimmy Havoc got suspended, right? They both were suspended. Okay, so uh, he went to sensitivity training. Now he's back. He was, uh, I guess, NWO Serpentico, mm-hmm. and then like the real Serpentico is still out out there somewhere. Is there? Are they going to find him like tied up in a, like a a meat locker or something? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, so, yeah. No, I thought it was cool. Uh, before we get started, I wanted to uh, uh, tell everybody, number one, if you like the show, hit that like button. Let's try to get this one up to 600 likes. And that also, good. wanted to give a shout out to our new patrons uh, here, because I know I woke up today and we had a couple new ones. Let's see here. Including CM Punk Sweden, uh, Travis Collins. And Ben Casinger, thank you very thank much you for your support. You guys can check out Friendo TV. I'm sorry, Friendo Club TV. Uh, today we power ranked the sexiest men <laughs> in wrestling. <laughs> How was that for a tease? I think we did like the sexiest men in wrestling because it was based off of Rusev was shooting about some uh, yeah. like him and his buddies, him and some of the wrestlers on some trip. At some point during his time at WWE, we're talking about who are the sexiest men in the company or something. Yeah. And yeah. so uh, we we did the same thing. Uh, so I don't know. It was a good time. It was funny. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you get five bonus episodes with that Friendo Club TV every single week. Yes. Let's get into the recap, Larson. It kicked off with, uh, like I said, so Cody comes out. They're doing the TNT Open Challenge. Uh, first thing to kick off the show and uh, of course, uh, uh, Cody comes out there first, and then you hear the oh, he voice. Got the, he got the jobber entrance. He was out there as the show started. He was already there, and then uh, and then Justin, uh, what's his face, Roberts was about to announce his opponent, and then you hear Eddie Kingston on the mic coming through the tunnel, and oh man, he was just talking up a storm, uh, just like he enjoys doing. I, I love Eddie Kingston. I think he's great, man. Oh, he's a he's a fantastic promo man. He what put on a hell he, of a what, match against Cody. What was he saying to Arn there at the beginning before the match started? Uh, Arn was like uh, talking to him a little bit, and I think he said he was going to punch his jaw off or something like that. He said he was going. I think he said he was going to gouge his eye out. Yeah, which is kind of obviously probably a reference to the eye versus or the eye versus eye, the eye for an eye match. Yeah, um, so but yeah, was this given, was this was a really fun match. Yeah, he was given before the match. Uh, he was given Cody crap because Cody, I guess, has talked about grinding, and uh, Eddie's like, you don't know what grinding is. Uh, he says uh, he grew up around alcoholics, junkies. He said Cody wouldn't last a day in his shoes. That's grinding. Mm-hmm. Um, he said everyone you faced so far was a child. I'm a man, mm-hmm. but here's the best part. Uh, the guy that Cody likes to mention, Tony Khan, he just paid me, Eddie Kingston, to show up and take that title from me. Yeah. That was great. It was Speaking great. Speaking of which, I haven't I haven't seen if uh, usually I think like so they did this with Ricky Starks. Of course, the the story behind his debut was that when his match was done, that was like his audition apparently because mm-hmm. he goes backstage and Tony Khan offers him a Signs contract. Into a contract right there, yeah, yeah. I wonder if there's going to be the same situation. With I don't Eddie know because this match was really good. Um, Eddie uh, is like, hey, this is going to be a no DQ match. Cody agrees, 
and uh, they didn't shy away from that aspect of things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, we saw thumbtacks. There was a, there was a power bomb. <laughs> Eddie Kingston power bomb the the power bomb would have been enough, man. But it was on a massive amount of thumbtacks, and Cody just spent the entire rest of the match with just a ton of thumbtacks in his back. That was awesome. Oh, it was great. It was great. But even before that, they told a, a bit of a story where uh, about halfway through the match, uh, Eddie did something kind of tweak his knee. He was selling that. Cody was going after it, hitting chop blocks and such. Um, at one point, uh, Eddie peels back the mat's ringside, tries to powerbomb Cody on that. Cody backdrops him. Um, and then uh, you mentioned the thumbtacks. Eddie goes and gets those, dumps them in the ring, uh, tries to dump Cody on him. Cody escapes, looks for a vertebraker, but he can't get Eddie up, and that's when Eddie powerbombed Cody on the thumbtacks, uh, follows with a belly-to-back near the thumbtacks. Cody kind of no-sells that, hits Eddie with a lariat, uh, tries to put the figure four on him. Uh, Eddie slaps him. Cody just slaps him back a bunch, locks him the figure four because of the leg. Eddie has to tap, but it was a really fun match. Really, really, really good showing for Eddie Kingston tonight. Yeah, it was rad. I love. I, I hope I really, we see more of him. I hope we see more. I of really AEW. do too. Like the last time he was around was in the NWA, and uh, their status seems to be a bit up in the air with everything going on. Uh, mm-hmm. So hopefully this is hopefully you know AEW picked up Eddie Kingston here. After that, we had a John Moxley promo. And uh, he just talked about uh, wanting to hear Brian Cage's bicep pop. Did he have anything else really to say tonight? No, he just kind of said, you know, I said I was going to do this. I was on the verge of doing it. Uh, And then, uh, Taz, you're a good manager for uh, uh, tossing in a towel to make sure uh, I didn't rip Cage's arm off. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wasn't a fan of how this happened at Fight for the Fallen. Still not into it. Uh, Especially after after Taz's explanation later on in the show. Yeah, and made for tonight's promo to be fun. Look, I'm a big fan of I'm a big fan personally of guys like because Taz right now the combination of Taz and Brian Cage reminds me of Damian Priest. It's like they try to be hard, they try to be badasses, but then they just keep on finding themselves looking like assholes, and that's kind of what we saw tonight with Taz, like basically explaining his way into a hole with this Mm -hmm. whole Brian Cage throwing in the towel thing. Hey, I almost got fired, but I do it again. That kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, So I don't know. It just sort of made me laugh. Damien Priest makes me laugh. His promos are always like sweaty and weird. Yeah. Well, they got Ricky Starks now seemingly with Cage and Taz and, and, and that'll give him an edge because Ricky Starks knows how to be a heel. Well, even more than that, Ricky Starks is a better talker than Taz, and that's saying a lot because Taz is actually a really good talker. He is really good. They could just get rid of him and have Ricky Starks do all the talking because he's terrific. He is terrific. Uh, Instead of just traditional promos, do little short films for Ricky Starks. That's I'd be better. all about it. I'd be all about it. <laughs> I'm still thinking of I'm still thinking of when I mirror imaged you. Why did your face look so weird, mirror image? Like it's the same. You're, you're face. used to the side of my face. You're used to the side of my face in a certain way, and then when it's not so I'm saying when I did it on my screen, because I tried that too. I thought, oh, this is weird. I want to be facing Steve. So it's like we're talking to each other. I mirrored the image like, this is no good. It's really This weird. is no good. <laughs> You're used to my face looking a certain way on a certain side of your screen. When that's not the case, it looks like my face is all weird. But yeah. it's not. Well, no, one thing that I've, it's an artistic technique that I have heard. I think Jim Lee, I think maybe I heard this from him somehow, ages ago, was in like an interview, was if you draw a character... And mm-hmm. then take the mirror image of that, and they still look normal, then you're on the right path. 
But if they look wonky, then you you gotta you gotta step up your game. My characters always look wonky when I'd mirror image them. Anyways, oh, after okay. that, MJF showed up. He was gonna take on Griff Garrison, but before that match happened, MJF got on the mic. He sort of did like an introduction. He says, uh, he says, tell the people your name is Jungle Man because he does bear a kind of a resemblance to Jungle Boy, at least in his mm-hmm. presentation, mm-hmm. a little bit in the face, his hair. Uh, and he's like, no, my name is Griff Garrison. And he's like, oh, good for you. And uh, he's like, uh, he's like, you know, I'm undefeated here. Uh, MJF is talking about being undefeated. And he's like, Griff actually says, and he sort of put, touches him on the shoulder in a condescending yeah. manner. I hate that. And uh, and he's like, you know, I'm undefeated here. And Griff touches him on the shoulder, and says, no, you're not. You lost a tag match. And uh, that really sets off MJF. And so he yeah, uh, clocks him with the mic. Yeah, clocks him with the mic. The match starts mid match. This is not a fast. This is not a, a, a long match at all. Uh, partway through the match, MJF gets back on the mic as he's like hovering over Griff. He has him down and he starts yelling at him saying, Sam undefeated, Sam undefeated. And uh, he like puts the mic down there. Eventually, he's able to coerce him into saying MJF is undefeated. Yes. Uh, and after he says that, uh, Griff kind of pushes MJF off, rolls him up. MJF kicks out at like 2.85. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, MJF hits a heat seeker shortly thereafter to pick up the win. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, uh, Tony Schiavone and uh, Rebel or mm-hmm. Reba, whichever one it is. Uh, I don't know who I'm siding with here. If I'm siding with Britt Baker or if I'm siding with Rebel. Uh, anyways, they're outside. And uh, as soon as Shivani's about to start talking, basically, uh, Britt's like, hey, get over here. And she's like in her wheelchair and she's like, uh, you know, Tony, spin me around. So he does. Because the wheelchair won't spin. She can't get to spin by itself. <laughs> right. So it's just more conspiracy theory stuff. She has that big pad of paper right there. The the setup in the locker room, she's in one, one of the locker rooms, I assume, of the football stadium. So she's in there. In the background, there's like a display of Jordans in the background, which will mm-hmm. come into play later. There's a bunch of shoes because she wears Jordans fairly uh, often, the Jordan 1. There's a bunch of them in the background. She's got the, the easel next to her with the, the giant pad of paper. Mm-hmm. As you said, yeah, uh, the conspiracy, she says conspiracy continues after she broke my nose. That fracture was targeted, taken advantage of. Yet despite the injury, I'm set for the biggest comeback of all time. She mentions a couple, uh, uh, you know, uh, like Rocky against Ivan Drago. Uh-huh. And then she says, just like Michael Jordan, uh, when he came back to the Washington Wizard. And Tony's like, uh, they didn't, they didn't make, make the, the playoffs. playoffs. And then Britt calls him an asshole. Why are you being such an asshole right now, Tony? Yeah. Uh, Rebel says, oh, Jordan was the greatest. I've seen Space Jam a bunch every time he beats the Monstars. Yeah, that was really good. Uh, and then uh, Britt looks in the camera and says, I am Michael Jordan. I'm going to make a huge comeback. And she says she's going to be coming back at All Out, apparently. Oh. So that's cool. Uh, All right. Stop with this Taz promo because this was. <laughs> I love, dude, so. there's nothing better. And I have been guilty of it plenty of times when somebody inadvertently makes themselves look like an asshole. There's nothing better than that. I love it so much. So he gets in the mic and he says, it's been a difficult week for uh brian cage and i there's been a lot of talks a lot of arguments uh i was close to being fired he almost got fired almost got fired cooler heads have prevailed uh taz explains why he threw in the towel last week at fight for the fallen says it was a business decision he says mox had uh cage in a really good arm bar a great arm bar 
I really Perf- wanted him to get perfect the ta- arm bar. This would have been great for the Taz technique, man. If they if I they know. cut to footage of the precarious situation Brian Cage was in while Brian Cage is sitting there, maybe they do a split screen and Brian Cage is just getting even more mad. He's just there doing constant good. eye roll. <laughs> uh, Look again. at him. Look at his face. It's obvious he's about to tap out. He's about to, the the muscles about to come off the bone. Um, and he says, uh, he keeps on putting over that arm bar too. He's like, oh, it's a perfect arm bar, beautiful arm bar. Um, and he says, I'd be damned if, uh, Cage's bicep was going to be torn another time. Uh, and he promises that Brian Cage will never be in that, uh, position again. He'll never make have, have to make that decision again. He didn't tap. He's not wired to tap. He'll never tap. Tapping's not in him. Uh, he's not programmed as a machine to tap. Um, uh, then he's interrupted by Darby Allen. Darby Allen comes down to the stage, and then Ricky Starks just annihilates him from behind. Man, locks so him into the ropes. Darby Allen had like a, a slow motion, like a, a video of that on his Twitter. I just saw it now. Yeah, yeah. Oh my! Like his head snapped against those ropes. Oh, it was ugly. It was really he ugly. got clocked. Yeah. So then Brian Cage goes out to the stage, power bombs Darby Allen onto the stage, picks him up, and then power bombs him from the stage into the ring. Uh, that power, the second one really wasn't that, like, even him launching him into the ring wasn't that big of a deal. That first one was just violent. It was That's, violent. It was, yeah, they looked, it looked no fun. So then Ricky hits uh, Darby with a move in the ring, sets up for something else. Mox runs in with uh, a barbed wire bat. Uh, Cage and Starks uh, make their leave. Yeah, after that, it was announced through a little commercial thing that uh, we're going to get a women's tag team tournament Coming up, uh, I didn't see when this was happening. I didn't notice that either. There's eight teams. Yeah. Um, that's it's it's the women's tag team tournament cup or something like that. But it's the deadly draw. As far as I can recollect, there's only one established women's tag team in AEW. That's Brandy and Allie. Right. So we're gonna get kind of like a lethal lottery situation. I would I would I would suppose here. Oh, oh, you think, oh, the deadly or draw, there you go. Together, yeah. No, you're totally right. Wow. Yeah, the deadly draw, lethal lottery, there you go. That'll be fun. Yeah, um, yeah so I would think that would, because when we, when we first saw it, I was thinking to myself, okay, are they going to introduce like women's tag team titles? Which I think would be cool. Um, mm-hmm. But given that you're probably right, this is going to be a lethal lottery type thing, then I doubt that's going to be the case. They'll probably just do this to motivate some stories. Yep. <clears throat> Next, we had uh, Alex Marvez interviewing Chris Jericho and trying not to laugh basically the entire time. This was hilarious. This is pretty good. Jericho's so, uh, still wearing his uh, his ja- his fancy jacket from last week, and it's stained orange still, which is mm-hmm, great. Mm-hmm. So uh, Marvez asked him something. Jericho says, I want to ask you a question. What color is my jacket? Marvez says, well, it's orange. And Jericho <laughs> says, well, it's supposed to be white. It's $7,000 jacket. It's ruined because of Orange Cassidy. Now I'm going to ruin Orange Cassidy's career. The first inner circle is going to ruin Jurassic Express. Uh, it says uh, Luchasaurus has a giant mutated head. That's when Marvez just about starts laughing. Yeah. Hager's laughing in the background. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he says something else about Jungle Boy, too, but I didn't even catch that because I was just laughing over Marvez almost about to laugh. <laughs> giant mutated head. Because Jericho says it just without breaking at all. It's great. And then Jericho, after the interview's over, he turns to Santana and asks if he still smells like orange juice. Uh, Santana says yes. This infuriates Chris Jericho. That was so good, man. It was a great, it was a great interview. 
Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Uh, after that, we had Falls Count Anywhere match Young Bucks versus The Butcher and The Blade. It started out, the Young Bucks were headed towards the uh, towards the kitchen of the Daily's Place, I guess, because they were in mid-deli business right there. They were Oh, they were butchering some meat. Butchering some meat right there. Uh, but, uh, Butcher had his uh, apron on, which stayed until they got to the ring anyways. Yeah, um, like two-thirds of the match. The best part, though, is, is Young Bucks walk up to him. So they're doing the meat thing. There's some trash talk. And so Butcher the Blade, uh, they go over there. Before the match begins, do the right thing. They're professionals. They wash their hands before the match starts. And the Young Bucks, they just grab the meat and start throwing it at them. Yeah, it was pretty rad, dude. So this was, was like great. this was a crazy good match. So I forgot to mention this. Uh, I gave uh, Cody versus Eddie Kingston three stars. Uh, I just, I mean, it was a pretty quick match, but man, they did a lot in that match. It's Eddie Kingston. I was just really happy to see him. MJF mm-hmm. versus Griff Garrison, a star and a half, because uh, mm-hmm. nothing really was meant to happen there. Uh, and then this match here, I gave it four and a half stars, man. Yeah, it was this really was, good. This was great. This was great, mm-hmm. man. I'm so glad. And I know, I understand they took another loss. Uh, this could have been in the main event. But keep on pushing the Butcher and the Blade. For God's sakes, they're so damn good. They're they so are good. damn they, good. Their look is great. They held their own wrestling-wise against the Young Bucks. They really did. Uh, they're, it, they're just really fantastic. Um, so this first sequence that went down in the kitchen, we saw a power bomb onto uh, like the portable table thing. The meat table. The meat table, thank you. 
we saw. Oh, where am I? You there's probably a suplex have more, on. Yeah. There's a suplex on a different table. They're brawling out to the concourse. Uh, both Matt and Nick are sitting to like this column out in the concourse, and then the blade gets on this like hand cart. Butcher pushes the cart towards the, the the young bucks. They move, so the cart just runs into that column, and uh, Blade selling it was was awesomely cartoonish. It was, was fantastic. Great. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, and there's a bunch of brawling out in the concourse. There's a couple cookie sheets mm-hmm. involved in all that. Um, there's a production truck uh, that saw uh, 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 Nick get lawn darted into the door. And then Matt comes running out of the truck, hits a somersault, senton, and takes out Butcher and the Blade. It was really cool. Um, there was a little sign. Because I, I know people are going to be bugging in the comments about this. There was a little sign inside the truck that said an outlaw mud show happening tonight mm-hmm. or something like that. That was pretty mm-hmm. cute. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. That was great. Uh, There's a little uh, table set up by the concession stand. Uh, young Bucks put uh, Butcher on it. Matt jumps off the counter of the concessions booth with a cookie sheet uh, under him, hits a senton. Uh, the young buck super kick blade onto an escalator. He goes up the escalator. We go to commercial. We come back. Uh, young bucks and butcher are brawling towards ringside. Just all sorts of crazy stuff. Blade this was, gets back in there was, too. Was Blade supposed to go through the table on that? He came screaming out so. the ring and he landed, but it was like three feet away from the table. It felt like part of his head hit the table, and that's what I was worried because it looked oh, like he. I didn't even notice that. He clipped the table with his head. I thought. Ouch! It looked like a rough landing. But I think, yeah, he was supposed to go because he did a suicide dive. He was trying to take out one of the Jackson brothers who was leaning against the table. They moved. And, yeah, I feel like he was supposed to be because that was a nasty because, And because right after that, the camera, like, went to the other table that was set up. And that's when we got the fun splash. The uh, uh, butcher took out, I think, one of the Jacksons yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, it was Matt. It was Matt. And then we yeah. got a uh, – so uh, at that point, Blade is out. The Young Bucks get Butcher into the ring, and they do, like, a running bulldog sort of drop kick drop kick combo type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the butcher and the blade uh, sort of do like a pile, a combo pile driver to Matt on the stage. They get tables out. Uh, they do the young bucks uh, do a BTE trigger on blade, put him on a table, double super kicks to butcher, put him on a table and it's the tables are situated on either at the entrances of both uh, tunnels there. Mm-hmm. The young bucks of course, then climb up to the top of the tunnels. Uh, uh, Matt does the, uh, the elbow drop and uh, and Nick does his uh, swanton, and uh, they get a double pin, uh, one two three Great. for the win. Tons Just a fun. really terrific match. I would definitely uh, encourage you all to watch that match. Definitely, definitely, it was really fun. Tons of fun, tons of fun. After that, we had a Alex Marvez interview. <laughs> this was tons of fun, man. Yeah. Oh man, Lance Archer put some poor kid up into the ceiling. This was he dumped great. That, he dumped that same dude into the garbage, too. Yeah. So uh, Marvez goes up to him and asks why Lance wasn't at Fight for the Fallen. And Lance is like, all right, come with me. He goes into a locker room with, like, there's just four dudes in there. And then beats the living hell out of all of them. Oh, he man. puts one of them through the ceiling, takes the same guy, dumps him in the garbage, just toss him all over the place. Jake's narrating the entire time. It was fantastic. Just fantastic. Jake was so sweaty, too. It's probably just it's really humid, in Florida. humid out there right now. Yeah, It's like always humid out there. Yep. Uh, so after that, we had uh, Diamante versus Ivelisse, the debuting mm-hmm. Ivelisse. Diamante's had some matches in AEW so far. Uh, was in one of the women's battle royals. They oh, this okay. is her, her solo match. I'm debut. pretty sure Diamante had a like at least a match on Dark. She might have had more. Yeah, she has, she has. She has. She has. I don't watch Dark. Um, so anyways, uh, yeah, this was kind of surprising because they were hyping up Ivelisse quite a bit. 
Uh, Diamante ended up getting a roll-up on Ivelisse for the win. Uh, but, you know, Ivelisse was doing the whole heel thing the entire time, just talking crap. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a chop off at one point. There uh, were so many chops in this match. Yeah, there was a lot of chops. During the match, there was a really long, big, swole promo. I didn't catch most of it. I know she was talking crap about Britt Baker. Yeah, she's saying, uh, you know, the in, in Swole's world, she's the one that doles out consequences, and someday, Britt, you'll have to step in the ring against me. That's pretty much it. Jorge D in chat says she had a match on Dark yesterday. See, again, I don't watch Dark. Maybe one day I'll start. Look, I... I, I don't know what to do, man. Tuesdays, I'm watching Dino, uh, Impact. Yeah, your Tuesdays are spoken for, huh? I've just added two more hours of watching wrestling to my schedule. Dark, I don't know what I'm going to do about Dark. I don't know, man. Don't you got to make some difficult decisions, maybe. If AEW had chosen to like stream it on Twitch and allowed us to co-stream, guess what? I'd be watching Dark. Jorge also says, there's no reason to watch the dark, really. The winners are really obvious. <laughs> That's totally true. Dude, whenever you see a match card. And here's the thing. I really like that it gets reps for younger wrestlers yes. who are on the rise. Agreed. It's great. Uh, yeah. That being said, no drama. Might be yeah. some cool stuff happening. You know who's going to win all this stuff. Yeah, by and large. That's true. <laughs> Dead Vinny is trying to is trying to uh, uh, volunteer you to watch Dark since I'm watching Impact. I watch again? Impact because I have time. I've got time on on my hands. Maybe in about a month's time when I get these themes, I I, I gotta get done done. Tuesday nights is like music night for getting these themes done. There you go. We should reach out to AEW. Say, hey, can we co-stream these on uh, on Twitch? That'd then we'll great. watch them. Maybe That'd maybe they'll let us. Maybe they'll let us. Maybe a hey, maybe well, they we get the exclusive. hold on. They don't even stream their stuff on Twitch. They'd have to like start up a new platform essentially. I'll just ask if I can rip it off YouTube. <laughs> point your just point the camera at it, huh? Yeah, I'll do as opposed to like doing a window capture. I'll just point the camera at it. That's good. Like uh, in, in 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 total, uh, it's like our prime directive. We don't show the screen ever. Yeah, exactly. Uh, then we do. But uh, you know, I mean, it was really the, the impact stream was rad because it's just there. You just, you just, it's just there. You don't have to sync up. It's just you're watching mm-hmm. me react to something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gave this match a star and a half because I'll be honest, it was kind of clunky. Uh, after that, I gave two and a half stars to number five, Alan Angels, Angels, yeah. Angels, Angels, Eagles, Angels. Number five, Numero Cinco versus Hangman Page. Uh, when this happened, I was not aware that number five was Alan Eagles, and so uh, I figured this would be about a minute long, like a bit of you know a bit of showboating, uh, buckshot lariat. But no, just like uh, uh, Kenny Omega had a hard time putting Alan Angels away, Hangman Page, same deal. Always surprised when Alan kept on kicking out of stuff. Yep, yep. In the end, though, Hangman Page got a pop up power bomb. For the win, two and a half stars. What happened after the match, though, Larson? There's some Dark Order shenanigans here. Yeah, so uh, Hangman say, hey, you know, talking trash to Dark Order, basically daring him to get in the ring. Uh, that brings out Brody Lee and Colt Cabana. Uh, Colt stays on the stage with the rest of Dark Order. Brody hits the ring, uh, tells Hangman, uh, I've been impressed by you, but I'm not impressed by your lack of friends or your tag partner when you're clearly in immediate danger. He's like, I'm not going to hit you. Um, I'm here to offer uh, the Dark Order's protection. We'll never leave you alone, uh, essentially, which is reason enough right there to say no. Because mm-hmm. if, if Paige wants anything, it's quiet time to himself to drink. Yeah. So yeah. he hands he hands the mic, uh, Brody does, to Paige. 
Hangman says, I appreciate the friendship. I appreciate the offer, but I'm not ready to join a cult right now. Uh, League says, all right, you should have said that. Uh, you just made your bed. Hope you enjoy sleeping in it. Dark Order hit the ring. They circle Paige. Paige is the one who initiates the, the, the violence. He attacks them. Pretty quickly, he's overwhelmed by the numbers. FTR hit the ring. They got a, a styrofoam cooler. They just chuck it. And I think it's Silver Reynolds. That thing basically explodes. And ice yeah, and beer goes everywhere. Visual. Uh, FTR fends off Dark Order. Kenny, late to hit the ring, basically after all the action is done with. Uh, FTR hands Paige a beer, shakes his hand. He accepts. Bottoms up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was good stuff. Uh, teasing more dissension between, you know, Hangman seems to have a lot more in common with the dudes from FTR than he does with Kenny. Um, mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting to see uh, how that's going to go down. It was announced next week we're getting Kenny and Page versus uh, Uno and Stu Grayson. Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. Uh, we're also getting Shida, uh, Ikaro Shida versus uh, Diamante. And uh, Mox and Darby Allen versus who can't stop? The Path of Cage. Well, Taz can. That's been proven. <laughs> and uh, and Starks. Um, and then Cody, uh, open challenge again. And then another top independent name, Cody. So it's not not somebody from AEW, another top independent name. Larson, who's it going to be? It's got to be Warhorse at some point because Arn mentioned Warhorse. I'm going to stop saying it's going to be Warhorse until they actually do Warhorse. So, well, at that point, you can't really say it's going to be Warhorse anymore because it already be- had been Warhorse. In the comments of our latest, <laughs> yeah, right. I'll do. I'll do. I'm going to do what uh, what uh, uh, Rohan did in our YouTube comments today. So uh, I posted uh, in our YouTube comments, given that we talked today on News Brief about this big AEW surprise, uh, which ended up being it. Ended, it just was Eddie Kingston, right? It wasn't Sammy. It was Eddie. That's the big surprise, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I said. What is the big AEW surprise? The first friendo to correctly guess will win. Where is it? The friendo. What do I do with that? Oh, here it is. I think I've got like one or two of these left. Friendo face club, uh, friendo club face masks. And uh, where the hell I put that thing? One of those temporary. Oh, tattoos. you're a mess. You're an absolute mess. I don't know what I do with that thing. Yeah, you know what you're doing over there. I have there. a bunch of those temporary tattoos. So anyways. Uh, it's a giveaway on our in our YouTube comments. I'm going to do so another one for this episode. So you guys who better won? get to get to the comments. Leave comments. Uh, well, nobody won. So I said nobody predicted Eddie Kingston. That's weird because I heard his name before the episode started. Me too. He's one of the names I heard. Uh, yeah, it was a little bit on Twitter. I saw it on Twitter. Some people were saying about the possibility. Uh, Jonathan said uh, it's going to be an extreme rules match. Uh, uh, Don Holly says Blood and Guts gets an actual date. F Pop said Miro. White Brownie said a barbed wire match. Uh, let's see here. Um, yeah. Uh, Brian Luckman said Caljack debuts. Oh, that'd be great. Uh, this is what I thought it was. Kev Rich says AW New Japan cro- uh, crossover. That's what that's, I thought it was going to be. That was kind of wishful thinking. That is so ambitious. They would have totally advertised the crap out of that. Ooh, that is yes. a huge angle. What was I thinking? Uh, you weren't. You weren't thinking. <laughs> Gareth said the Shakaroni. They they have advertising with WWE. Oh, yeah, Papa John's a WWE sponsor. Yeah. Uh, so and then there were some Arby commercials tonight. So maybe Arby's. 
is uh, Arby should really be sponsoring NXT as long as Dijak's there. I agree. Uh, so Rohan greats, uh, like a good hour after it happened, said, I'm thinking Cody's opponent is going to be Eddie Kingston. That qualifies as hardcore, right? I just did the face palm emoji. Good try. Good yeah. try. Yeah. I mean, I guess I did say the first person to get it right wins. Well, the implication is before it happens, though. Because you said predict. Predict what's going to happen. And after you actually, after it happens, there's no prediction necessary. Hold on a second. Let's see if I said predict. I'm pretty sure you said predict. I didn't. I just said, okay, friendos, what is the big AEW surprise tonight? Maybe Rohan thought it was a quiz question. I'm going to give it to Rohan. Rohan, you win. You All win. Right. All right. Rohan, if you're listening to this, DM me your info at MFSteve here or on, on Twitter's or uh, uh, hit us up uh, via email at uh, what Stephen Larson at gmail.com. Gmail.com, correct. Yeah. Uh, then we had our main event, Jurassic Express versus Inner Circle. Uh, I understand one between having Chris Jericho in the main event plus the reveal at the end, why it was the main event. Based on action alone, Young Bucks and Butcher and Blade should have been the main event because this match wasn't bad. Just compared to some of the other matches that preceded it, it kind of dragged on a little bit. It never really captured my attention. Of course, we were talking uh, NBA, talking basketball during our Twitch streams. Maybe that has something to do with it because I felt like we had we were having some good conversations there. Yeah. So maybe that part, you know, that was part of the deal. I mean, Luchasaurus was bleeding from the ear. He and Hager had like a rough uh, 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 kind of, I think, unintentional meeting of the minds. Mm-hmm. It looked like they they banged heads at one point. Yeah. Um, like Jungle Boy is really good. I like. Luchasaurus, uh, Jericho's fun, Hager's all right, uh, but this match just didn't connect with me. Uh, in the end, uh, we had uh, Luchasaurus. He was clearing house. He set up for a choke slam on Jericho. Meanwhile, Jungle Boy, uh, he sees Santana on the apron, uh, Rana's him off into Ortiz. That was a cool and spot. Then, that was cool. And then Serpentico jumps the barricade and clobbers Luchasaurus with Floyd the Bat. Mm-hmm. That allows Jericho to hit a code breaker, not even Judas effect, yeah. to get the win. And then Inner Circle plus Serpentico starts beating down Jurassic Express. Serpentico hits a 450 on Luchasaurus, of course, to Sammy Guevara. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Orange Cassidy, Best Friends, run out to make the save. And then it's announced that Best Friends and Jurassic Express will team together to take on the Inner Circle next week in uh, five-on-five tag team action. So somebody here in chat, who's saying this? Adrian C. here in chat said that somebody seven hours ago said that in in the comments said that it would be Mm. Eddie. So I'm checking that real quick right now. Oh. Well, okay, so here's the thing. In my, I was just looking at the thread from my original comment, all the replies to that Uh. comment. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, If you want to start getting some questions sure uh blood wraith says kingston and danny havoc were tight in czw was great to see him pay respect to him with the tax it's, it's cool that's really cool it's cool that to is see, really uh, cool yeah cool to see eddie kingston in aew it really is yeah and it's great to see uh, there too thank you tally bear for the sub just saying it says interesting the instigator of shoulder gate doesn't like shoulder touching the irony uh yeah what can i say i'm a complex individual listen to this hal three says okay so this is true he said does this count larson i still want eddie kingston versus cody 
Uh, it's not a response to my challenge. And he wasn't predicting it. He was saying, this is what I want. Hmm. Well, you have someone who brings up that before the show aired and someone just saying what's going to happen after the show aired. This was before I even issued the challenge. I don't know, man. I don't know. That's a tough one. That's a really tough it is one. tough. That should be in the comments tonight. How about this? In the comments, let us know who you think should win the giveaway. Hal 3C, Hal 3, yeah, Hal 3, or Rohan, who came in after Eddie Kingston debuted and gave us the right answer. Yeah, because he had seen it or read about it. Let us know. The, in idea, the, I mean, the, 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 the spirit of the question was to predict what was going to happen, even though if you didn't say that in so many words. That was yeah. the spirit of it. Yeah, yes? right, right. Yeah, so, it was. So Rohan didn't predict anything. He, either, he just said what happened. Okay, and on top of that, Hal 3 said it in a very diplomatic way. I think he did predict it, but in a diplomatic way. Because I said, okay, everybody, with my obnoxious tone, w go ahead and predict who's going to do it. If you're a diplomatic person, you say, I still want to see Cody versus Eddie Kingston. I mean, in the spirit of the question? Yeah. Was his name Hal 3? Yeah. He's closer to being correct. Literally everybody here in chat has said Hal 3. So I'm okay. The problem you run into is you already told Rohan to contact you and declared him the winner. So you got this? yourself in a in a bit of a pickle here, Steve. How about this? I might have two masks. All right. Tell you what, both of you guys, Hal Hal, what is the name? Hal three. Hal three. Hal, Hal three. three and Rohan. Hit me up, I'll give you something. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. There you go. I, have, I, I know I have one mask. I might have a second. All right, while you look for that, Hugh Long Heavy uh, says, I believe the concept of the promo was that Cage was beat, but he was never going to tap, and Mox wasn't going to let go, so to prolong Cage's career, Taz had to end the match. I still don't like it. I don't like it. I still don't like it. I don't like it. You're not giving, you're not giving your client any opportunity to fight out. I feel like if Brian Cage just pulled his arm towards him, like Mox would have done a full flip, and you could have hit the drill claw on him. Okay, that, I don't, look, I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to reassess the booking of the we don't like, have to we don't yeah we don't have to litigate the end of the match i'm not saying that right i'm not saying that he could have done that if he could have done it he would have done it what i'm saying is he looked like an asshole by having your manager throw the towel in here's another thing how many times has someone's been in a submission move and they do the arm thing where they lift the arm up and it falls they lift the arm again and it falls well, that's the third time and they and it, you know they, they yeah, find sure. the willpower to continue the arm hogan's out Maybe maybe Cage is just he's digging deep to find that little bit of oomph, a little bit of power to get his way out of that move. And Taz denied him that opportunity. Taz and Cage have not been together very long. How would Taz know him so intimately that he would know that he wasn't going to do the scenario that you just said he could have done? It was possible. Know, 
I, uh, and on top of that, he should have come around the corner and looked Cage in the eye and been like, are you going to power out of this thing or what? Yeah, I know. Taz is now projecting his own insecurities about having his bicep torn one time on Brian Cage. I think he said he had it torn a couple times. He Oh, like, did he say Yeah, he's, it would be Taz said Taz said he my, had it twice. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh Dang MQ, which recently released WWE talent shows up next week. Uh Dang suggesting Matt Cardona and Miro. I'm saying Matt Cardona Matt Cardona seems like a given to me at this point. Yeah, but for next week? How about next week, but at some point he's going to show up and it, it may not be like he signs. He's going to answer that open challenge at some point. I think he's going to sign an AEW. Honestly, with, with Matt Cardonis, don't do it. Don't do a flipping. Uh, don't do a run in. Do a video vignette to introduce him. Given his history with Cody, I wouldn't mind if he if he answered the open challenge at some point. I think that'd be a good introduction for him. He has to lose it though, man. He's going to lose yeah, so. it. So that's you just put him in line with his. You put him in line with uh, Eddie Kingston with Sonny Kiss. Everybody else has lost the damn thing. He needs to be bigger than that, man. He needs to be a bigger deal than that. You don't think so? It's kind of a big deal, Zack Ryder, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, he's not Mox. Yeah. Who's a bigger deal, Eddie Kingston or Zack Ryder? Well, I mean, in terms of of the uh, of pro wrestling, probably Zack Ryder. He's wrestling WWE. He's, right. he's been pretty over. How would you debut Miro? You can't have him answer an open challenge and take a loss, right? Open challenge and he beats Cody for it. Ah, I'm on board with that one. Machka. Machka. <laughs> Can he do Machka? I mean, if WB didn't trademark it, why not? Miro Machka. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Joe Juarez. Who has more future potential, uh, Hangman Page or Adam Cole Bebe? I'm going to say Adam Page because he's like way younger, right? He's younger. I feel like there's still. I mean, we see. I think we know what Adam Cole is, and it's great. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying he's reached the ceiling, but we know who and what Adam Cole is as a professional wrestler. When, if if Adam Cole wins the Universal Championship, it's going to look a lot like what he does now. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Adam Page, I feel like there's a lot of potential left to be tapped still. I agree. Uh, one Nava, what does it take to get five stacks from Steve? Steve Cage, it says here. Uh, had the Young Bucks Butcher and the Blade match been in front of fans at a pay-per-view, that would have been a five-star match. That's an example. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, sorry. I, I, I'm pretty sure you were just waiting for me to read a question. Greg Morris. Yeah, that's right. Since the Elite versus Inner Circle seemingly had their blow-off with Stadium Stampede. No, there's no seemingly about that. That was their blow-off. Yeah. Um, were the five in the ring at the end who faces the inner circle at Blood and Guts? We talk about the end of tonight, so the, the Jurassic Express and Best Friends. I think Blood yep. and Guts is off till fans are back. I, I would yes. if they're even going to do it. You know, it's like yeah, at this no. point, it just might not be a thing. Like, why they would might, they revisit they, it? They might sometime in the future if a feud. The story seems to make sense. Here's the thing also about Blood and Guts is that it was it was it might be like a a a, a, a title that had its window of opportunity. They could still explore the concept, but like that was a riff on what Vince McMahon said like ages ago. Yeah, he just had someone lose an eye in the match. Yeah, wouldn't they just call it something else at this point? 
Yeah, probably. Uh, Gareth, did you see that Colt Cabana shirt reads Colt Cabana? I did see that. That's awesome. He's so great. God, he's so good. When when he's out there, he does the perfect. He should be in movies. He does the perfect, like, what have I gotten myself into look. Mm -hmm. It's so good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Toby Whittle, what teams do you want to see in the women's tag team tournament? Who do you want uh, Abaddon to be with, Larson? Oh, wow. I feel like Abaddon and Brandy would make a good team. Brandy's already a team, though. Are they actually a... Yeah, but if it's going to be a lethal lottery, aren't they going to be split? Not necessarily, but there's a chance that could happen. Let's say it's lethal lottery. All right. Dude, it's called Deadly Draw. You had it right. Run with it. (laughs) It's exactly that. It's lethal lottery. Uh, I think think the best partner for Abaddon is Britt Baker. That's good. That's really good. I like that. Jorge D, does AEW give their jobbers way too much time? Sometimes you just need to make your star look strong in a short match. I guess that's what dark is for, maybe. Because they have like an hour-long dark and have 10 matches in there. So, I mean, specifically, are we talking about Griff tonight? I think uh, uh, Hangman versus Five. That was a long match. So Hangman versus Five, I'm totally fine with because they had that before. Like that dude is established as a guy who can go the distance with the with the there's, big name. There's a couple things. Yeah, he had that longer match against Kenny. They said uh, since he joined Dark Order, he was two and zero. And then about halfway through, or you know, not even that, Dark Order come out on the stage, distract Hangman. That allows Five to get some offense in and kind of get the advantage for a little bit. So from the story perspective, it makes time. What a great idea. Makes Unfortunately, sense, I don't think this is going to happen because it's going to be before All Out. If Britt Baker's coming back at All Out, that's probably the earliest she can come back. Tobias yeah. here in chat says, will Swole and Baker be randomly put together and Baker says it's a conspiracy? How about this? What if they put Swole with Rebel? Mm-hmm. I mean, Rebel hasn't been established as a wrestler yet, but she is. Yeah. That'd be great. That would be great. Yeah, that would be great. Uh, O-Dog was thinking of getting some friendo merch, but wondering, do you guys ship out to Canada? We do, yes. and uh, our, yeah, friendo merch and friendo market, uh, dot coms, they both do. Yes. Uh, Stephen Hansen, what has been your favorite filming space of the pandemic era? Full Sail, the PC, the Nightmare Factory, or Daily's Place? gotta be daily's place because i've taken advantage of that huge amount of space between dailies and the stadium that's kind of connected to it because mm. uh not only the stadium stampede but that match that uh uh kenny and matt hardy had that kind of was the 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 prelude to the stadium stampede match when they was you know wrestled out towards the football stadium super fun stuff this is why i like daily's place i i like i kind of like them all on their own merits like I don't mind it. I don't mind it so much. It still kind of sucks without fans, but <clears throat> like full sale really doesn't come off to me as much. I've said this a million times. Full sale always felt like a small dark venue with not a lot of people in attendance. Yeah, and so it's what it is. <laughs> it doesn't really. The vibe is not that much different. It really isn't. No. Um, Another thing. I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I agree with you on Daly's place, though, especially since they basically packed it with people. Um, kind of just feels like a, like a show that isn't all that wonderfully attended, but it still has yeah. a lot of heart to it. Exactly. And the thing about Daly's Place, it is a usual wrestling venue, unlike the PC. PC is probably my least favorite of, of all the places because it feels so feels so small. Especially during Raw. Like, yeah. at least with SmackDown, it's like so blue. But with mm-hmm. Raw, it just, yeah, it just feels empty. 
glamorous jar. Just want to leave an RIP for that jobber that was thrown through the ceiling by that Archer. That was amazing. That was amazing. He got put in the garbage, too. Adrian C. also says, is Cody putting himself over a bit too much with this weekly open challenge? He wins every week, and yes, the matches are good, and he gets to showcase other talent, but it does seem to be uh, a bit all about him. The thing about Cody is that he's a large part of why AEW exists. Um, like people want to see Cody, they like Cody, they want to see him win, they want to see competitive matches, but like, and I, I don't know, I'm not going to say necessarily that like, I think that I thought that Sonny Kiss could have won last week. I didn't really think that Eddie Kingston was going to win this week, but the, the drama, there's always a bit of drama there, you know, like he's really good at storytelling and I'm always kind of curious as to how Cody's going to win a match because it's different every single week. Yeah. Fear and loathe, and Steve, what is the name of the new stable you'll be managing, and who's in it besides Brian Cage and the Butcher and the Blade? So come up with a, a stable. You got Brian Cage and you got Butcher and the Blade. Wow. Who else is in it? Who else is in it? Uh, Abaddon's in it. All right. Uh, Big Swole's in it. All right. Uh, those are two of my favorites right now. Jeez, um, what's the name of the boy? You really put me on the spot with that one. Well, it's probably like the Golden Powers, right? Yeah, I think good. they'd all look great. Could you imagine Abaddon, but in Golden Powers? That'd be something else, man. Yeah, and then I'd be, of course, uh, Llama President. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Patrick Oliva, I believe Chris Hero will soon get the challenge and be the one to beat Cody. That'd be great if Chris Hero... I would love that. I would love that. I have... I, man, I would love that. Why? Where's his Twitch channel? You know, Drew Gulak was on... He's on... Obviously, he's on Twitch. But, like, one of the nights he was on Twitch, I think it was after SmackDown, he was, like, just loading up YouTube, like, old All Japan matches. Oh, that's cool. And just, like, talking about them while they're happening. That's it's, awesome. It's great. Why is Chris Hero not doing that? I would love to sit under the learning Chris tree. Chris of... Hero, some All Japan matches, and a Telestrator. Right? That's what I want to see. Who, who would say no to that? You got a question? Yeah, uh, let's see here. Church Jackson, how much money would it take for you to take a huge power bomb into a bunch of thumbtacks? Here's the thing about that: the thumbtacks wouldn't be. It'd be the the power bomb itself, not the. I think tax. the hardest part would be to tuck the chin and keep it tucked upon impact, and not concussing myself on, 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 on. That's because of the power bomb. I've gotten a thumb. Granted, it's in my, in the meaty part of my body. I've gotten a thumbtack stuck in here before. Yeah, wasn't that huge of a deal? Yeah, I agree. It's the it's the bomb. Like I could not take what what Brian Cage did to Darby Allen. I couldn't do that. Couldn't take it. Eddie Kingston did was wasn't playing nice with Cody in that power bomb either. There was some oomph on it. Like you know? Bam, Bam and I went out to the middle school nearby today, and I took my basketball and I shot some hoops. I came back, my knee felt crap. Like it's I'm old. I can't take yeah. power bombs. That being I have said, a bad neck. I don't need to deal with I need to deal with the the snap of a power bomb. Two hundred thousand dollars and I'd do it. I'd do it for two hundred thousand. I tell Lacey she can quit her job. I'd take a power bomb for Lacey. I'd say five only because my neck sucks and I'd probably need some sort of uh, uh, sort of half afterwards. a mil, half a mil. Wow, interesting. Because doing this and keeping it like that with the, the snap of a power bomb, that's going to be hard for. Yeah. I would just say, hey, an Jack, average average guy like you or me. I'd say jackknife powerbomb me, brother, where you just throw the guy up and then you just land. Yeah. I don't want the force. It kind of depends who's doing the powerbomb. Jorge says 1,000 subscribers for a powerbomb power thumbtack spot. I'd go 10,000 subs. 
10,000 subs. Would I get to powerbomb you for 10,000 subs? Would I get to do the powerbomb? I don't think you could. It, if it, I work out enough between uh, now and then, yeah, I'm not even I'm not even running down you, man. I got to sit up. I got I you need core strength uh, to do a powerbomb. What about what about a AA? I could do an attitude if I do could do an attitude adjustment to, uh, on you to the thumbtacks? No, you couldn't. You couldn't do it. You couldn't do an attitude adjustment. I'm saying if it if 10,000 subs you said? At 10,000 subs I'll let you do it. Give me attitude. time, give me time, give me time to get in, in in better shape and I could definitely do it. I don't think you could. It's a squat. That's all it is. You're on my shoulder. I squat you up and just dumped you over. It's pretty easy. Uh, dumping over, that's the thing, though. You got to lift up my weight over your... You, I... I, I... You couldn't. So I you don't like stand up. I know I know how an attitude adjustment works. It, you're it's not, not going to do it. 10,000, I'll let you try. 10,000 subs, ham, I'll let you try. Burning hammer to thumbtacks. Deal. Ethion. Should uh, AEW just quietly get rid of the win-loss records? They don't make any sense. No, in, I love in... the win-loss records. The rankings, you can make a case they should get rid of. The win-loss record should stick around. No, oh, I love it all. Who cares? MJF uh, hasn't had a title shot. Uh, Ryan Rubik's Cube, what are your guys' earliest or first major sports moment you remember growing up, live, on TV, or in person? Uh, Super Bowl 1989 was the Niners versus the Bengals. Yeah. There's that. two. I um, remember what comes. F- I think the Super Bowl, the Bears Patriots Super Bowl '85. Remember watching that whole game, and then remember one time we were walking through a. God, what's it called? Sam's Club. It's like Costco. Mm-hmm. And the town I I was uh, I used to live in in Arizona, and there was uh, a bit of the Rocket Celtics finals from '85 as well, on the one of the TVs in there. Wow. I don't remember that so vividly. That's crazy. I just do. Yeah. I remember more like when I was a little, when I was a smaller, because that was like when 89, I was 11 already. No, I would have been turning 11 then, so I would have been 10. Um, before that, though, I remember, like I used to go to my dad. My dad used to play ball uh, like on the base with like coworkers. I used to watch that. All right, this is interesting. White Brownie says that Jack and Dio Madden stream said back in 2018, Triple H wanted to let some of the NXT wrestlers work New Japan. But Vince shut down the idea. Wow. Wow. That's insane. The what dude, the stuff we could be getting right now, if it wasn't for Vince McMahon. The the mark out moments we could be experiencing. I'm telling you, I know people have said, Oh, it wouldn't be that big of a change if Triple H was in charge, it would be. It totally would be. Thank you, Nano Sano, for the Twitch sub. Uh, let's see here. A couple more questions here. Uh, Colin Branch, would you like to continue seeing Eddie Kingston AEW? Yes, 100%. Yes. Uh, yes. The Rain Trigger says, uh, speaking on the Good Brothers going to Impact yesterday, have you guys checked out the trailer for their event, Pay-Per-View Talk and Shop Mania? Yeah. Uh, I have not, but I think I would like to do uh, – I mean, the fact on Impact, they said it's going to be TVMA. I want to do a, a, a watch along with that. Uh, the uh, uh, I read a little quick interview with uh, Gallows today, and he says only like an hour and a half show. That's cool, and it's fifteen bucks or something like that. Okay, that's neat. Right on. Maybe we'll just do a review then. I don't know. I mean, if it's only an hour and a half, I'm not sure. Uh, Moses Supposa says, "What ridiculous spot will you would you have added to the Young Bucks versus Butcher and the Blade for your further personal enjoyment?" 
uh, do the finish, but instead of just right above the tunnel, go up higher on the on the the stage Too setup. Much. I don't know how anybody can do a swanton. I see Jeff Hardy do. I'm like, don't do that. They showed like on Impact. They do you know flashback stuff showing WWE wrestlers. <laughs> it's always WWE wrestlers. Um, and yeah, it was like Kurt Angle versus uh, Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy did a swanton off like a top of a cage, and it's like, how do you do that? Somewhere that nasty bump he took, apparently on purpose, to ride himself off TV where he fell off the cage under the ring steps like on his neck. Seriously. Insanity. Yeah. Uh, um, we've gotten this question every once in a while. This is the last one I have on the Patreon. Uh, Willie Powerbottom asks, if it wasn't your job to watch wrestling, how often do you think you would be watching in the empty arena era? He says, I've lost a lot of interest. I only like listening to you guys in the occasional AEW or NXT. I would probably still be watching AEW to me, like knowing myself is like a weird thing. If I wasn't covering this, I'd be like, whoa, what is this? It feels like WCW. I'd probably still be into it. Um, on the flip side of things, I'd still probably be into NXT as well. Uh, just because again, it's not like, it doesn't feel like a WWE product most of the time. So, uh, I'll have kind of two answers. If we did do this for a while and then for whatever reason had to stop or stopped, I'd probably still be watching most everything. I'd probably do like record Ross back down, fast forward to the boring stuff or stuff. I don't care about and just watch the segments I, I like. Yeah. Um, if we never got into this, I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know how much I'd be watching right now. You started watching again during the punk stuff. 2011, yeah. Was that for Tree of Woe? No, you showed me the pipe bomb, and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I should pay attention to this. And I think shortly thereafter, we started doing Tree of Woe. Yeah. It was that, and then that clip of Daniel uh, Daniel Bryan uh, getting mad at that guy not selling for him and then hitting a bunch of elbows on him. Raw, I would, I would, I would probably do this. I would probably do what you're saying. I'd probably DVR Raw and SmackDown. I would probably end up just banking those for the longest time, and then if something buzzy happens, I'd be like, "Oh, okay, let me check that out." Mm-hmm. But I'd probably watch AEW and, and NXT still. I could just sit there and like. I mean, it depends on what my other job would have been. There's that, and also like, uh, if we didn't get into this and didn't start watching New Japan. I don't think there'd be the familiarity with, you know, AEW, the talents involved. Yeah. And so I'm not even like really giving it a shot. Yeah. You know, same with NXT. I, you know, I don't know if I ever would have started watching NXT if we didn't cover wrestling for a living. Uh, we'll finish on this real quick. Ethion says, how many subs to get some nice looking sub badges? I, I got it. Yeah, I know. That's one thing that I really have to work on soon is, uh, is like sub badges. I don't even know what that means <laughs> you're on twitch i'm assuming I'm that means what, it's what like we hit. The, the slow wolf pack stuff on on youtube for the channel members Those oh badges where there's a different okay yeah yeah so the longer they're sub the more you get like a thing okay okay oh it's where the star is too much. Oh, look at that! Because if you hover over it, it the tells star you can be customized. <laughs> it's on then. Start giving me your idea. Hey, in the comments of the YouTube video today, let's hear your ideas for the star sub badge. Was that what it's called? Let's yeah. start hearing those ideas. But I'm only gonna look at the YouTube comments, so you better just leave them there. Thanks for watching, everybody. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye.
Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.